Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and it is, once again, everyone's favorite day of the week. It's Tuesdays. Hi, Dave. Right. Do you, you, you know any place that's given away, uh, you know, sort of happy hour on Tuesdays? Is that uh, is that a thing in the neighborhood? Uh, well, I would I would be happy to accommodate. I suppose I could go out and serve some ice cream and things like that uh, if anyone wants to stop by. You're thinking ice cream? I was thinking maybe something else, but that's uh, it, it is a family podcast, so we'll stick with uh, we'll stick with ice cream. <laughs> and uh, well, yep. that uh, on on that happy note, let's shift to today's topic, which is uh, geopolitical strife or conflict. Uh, certainly got that in the news right now, and you know, just your your thoughts on how you know a, a typical investor should think about. Uh, you know, conflict happening somewhere in the world and, 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 and how it impacts their portfolio. Is this something you think about a lot or is it, is it something that is more, you know, it's there short term, but it's not going to, how, how do you think about it when, when you're looking at the portfolios you manage? Well, it's, it's a little bit of all of those things uh, combined. Um, you know, from a longer term standpoint, we tend to, um, we tend not to focus too much on it because, you know, we're sitting here, you know, a month from uh, the old highs on the S&P 500, and there's been plenty of conflict over time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we don't want we don't want conflict uh, to get in the way of a long term plan because, you know, quite frankly, it really hasn't in the past. Yeah. Um, you know, all that said, uh, if that doesn't mean it doesn't receive a fair amount of discussion. You know, so the, the two things are uh, when you go into, uh, you know, a situation like we're in right now is, you know, part is just where do we start from? And, um, you know, when we when we think back to, you know, the last 12 months, you know, the, the market has dealt with uh, a variety of different uh, headwinds. Uh, you know, some of the uh, extraordinary growth stocks or the meme stocks correcting uh, the beginnings of Fed tightening. Um, uh, you know, you know the, the list is the list is a handful of things, none of which, uh, on their own, interrupt uh, a strong market. But you know, when the list starts to get a little bit longer, it can have a little bit of impact on volatility, and that's what we've seen. So, you know, when you have a geopolitical event uh, and you're adding it to that list during that time, uh, that's when it can be a little bit more um, impactful in the short term. So. You know, that's that's kind of how we've been thinking about it. I I don't um, I don't really expect it to have uh, uh, too much impact on a long term investor. On an intermediate term investor, uh, in all likelihood, it's already had you know some form of impact. Yeah. Um, you know, just like anything, the stock market is a discounting mechanism, so it's always trying to you know kind of sniff out. Um, you know, if you tell me that interest rates are going to go up. If we already have, you know, six or seven tightenings in the price into the stock market, then they have to go up more than that. Uh, you know, same thing. Like we've seen some moves in some commodity, uh, you know, that may have been accentuated by this conflict, most notably in, in uh, you know, European gas and in the crude oil market. There were some, you know, pretty good underpinnings to those moves uh, that began before the geopolitical uncertainty. So it's hard to totally, you know, decipher, uh, you know, which is which, but within the last, uh, say, eight to 10 days, there's no question that, you know, some impact on crude oil has has come from this uncertainty. Um, 
you know, so so we're always trying to, you know, figure out, well, what's priced in and what's not. And, um, you know, we've certainly priced in a little bit of a of a short term uh, hiccup in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks. And you can see today that um, when the tensions begin to alleviate a little bit at the margin, you get a more positive reaction in the stock market because, you know, it was braced for something that um, not to say it won't happen, but it's not happening right now. So, uh, you know, so things are so things have a bit of a better tone. When it comes to this particular conflict, I think what yeah. we, you know, what we think about are really is, um, uh, you know, from an inflation standpoint, we know that a chunk of inflation has come from supply chain constraints. So could this uh, aggravate that or prolong that? That's uh, unique to this uh, circumstance. Um, we know that a chunk of inflation has come from higher energy prices. This could certainly prolong that. Um, uh, you know, so those are, you know, those are the two things. And then, you know, in Canada, there's been, you know, higher fertilizer prices, which has been a benefit to uh, Nutrien and some other stocks like, you know, that also could persist. Um, you know, so, you know, that's, that's where, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're sitting there saying, well, uh, boy, I got to really think through the impact of the conflict, but I might have to think through, uh, well, how quickly will inflation, um, you know, start to normalize? because of this. So that's probably, uh, you know, the main thing that we're thinking about. That might be a little yeah. long-winded. Yeah. So, so so kind of what's shaking the markets right now to begin with is inflation, the potential for higher interest rates. That inflation is somewhat related to energy. This particular conflict has all kinds of potential to impact uh, energy prices and really the energy market around the world, which then just leads to the potential for longer and higher inflation, which is what everyone's nervous about. So it just kind of, like you say, it exacerbates something that was already in place. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But, you know, the important thing is there, there's, there's two types of inflation. There's one caused by demand and there's one caused by supply. And, you know, supply-oriented inflation, you know, can alleviate itself when the supply resumes. You know, demand-oriented inflation is what really needs to be settled down by tighter monetary policy. So so just one, one, other, one other question, Stu, on, in terms of, you know, you, you mentioned so 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 say you're you're sitting there and you've been you've been looking at this conflict building over the last few months. Is is this something that you might even position your portfolio so that if it plays out the way you expect that you so for example, oil jumped, you know, three, four dollars a barrel last late last week when when it looked like the conflict was really escalating. Is that something you'd ever set up for or is that just not the way that you you, you want to play uh, with a portfolio? Well, yeah, you know, in, in this case, I, I would I would rarely buy something exposed to the event on the arrival of the event. Um, yeah. You know, like the you know, the stock market often has kind of a sell the news, uh, you know, type of mentality. So, um, you know, waking up and saying, uh, you know, the day that uh, crude oil jumps because of the conflict is the day that I'm going to buy crude oil after having not done it for a very long time. Uh, that would be something that we would do our best to avoid. Um, yeah. You know, I think I think where you where you you know you think in those commodity markets, like you're looking for uh, to get involved in those stocks when uh, prices are low. Uh, there's you know demand concerns. There's a lot of supply around. You know, in crude oil, a lot of those things had already begin to reverse. Demand was yeah. recovering. Supply was not, uh, you know, kind of coming online at the pace that people had hoping for. Inventories were dropping. And then you put this on top. 
uh, which which caused uh, a strong surge. Um, if anything, you know, we may have we may have trimmed some positions into, you know, strength like that because, uh, as I say, like it can persist. But you know, the 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 stock market is a discounting mechanism. Like you you uh, if you polish the bullet, uh, that means that uh, a lot of news is in the stock or the market, yeah. right? And um, you know, the 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 best time to act in the stock market is when there's uncertainty because you don't know if you're quite at either the top or the bottom, but you know that you're wading into something where there's a conversation. And that's normally when things uh, play out for long-term investors. Really interesting, Stu, as, as, uh, as, as always. I think that's, uh, that, that's a, some, some pretty good guidelines around how to think about something like this as it's happening. As you say, whether it's a, a potential global conflict or many, many other issues in the market, uh, you, you've got to you've got to take in all the information and see if there's any actionable item. But in, in a lot of cases, there's 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 really not. Or if you try to be uh, too active in it, you you run the risk of uh, shooting yourself in the foot. I guess. <laughs> I think that's right. Uh, you know, there's there's an old axiom about you know news starts on the back page of the Wall Street Journal and it travels its way to the front. And by the time it's on the front page of the Wall Street Journal, it's uh, you know it's harder to make money off of it. Absolutely. Well, that uh, that to me wraps this up, and I think it's time for ice cream. Okay. So uh, so let's get let's get our our Stu's day uh, soft serve, and uh, maybe chocolate dip. Chocolate dip will be code for the beverage you're looking for, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Another great Stu's day, Stu. We'll see you next week. Great. Thanks, Dave. This recording has been provided by RBC Global Asset Management Inc for informational purposes only, and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. You should consult your own legal, accounting, tax, investment, or financial planning advisors before engaging in any transactions.